thought it was too dangerous. They said too many people are getting hurt. There were 10 people that were taken off site. A lot of people have been talking about these fires, but it was so much more than that. Podcast 99. All right, guys, we are back. Podcast 99. This is Ryan Lichten with Josh Evans and Parks Miller. We are on day two. This is uh, our sixth installation of the day two coverage of Woodstock 99. Um, just so you guys know where we're at now, we're back to going back and forth between the stages. We got a little, well, we didn't get it mixed up on accident or anything. We just kind of jumped around for a bit. But now we're back on a regular schedule, so it'll be a little easier to figure out where we're at in the day and, and all that stuff. Um, but before we get going, because today's sets are very mellow there's not a whole lot to talk about not that they're terrible or anything like that because if they were then we could talk about them all day um and that's kind of that's kind of the problem uh with these is just like eh, it's not bad you know that, that's kind of the overall thing so we're gonna uh share with you some uh some quick little anecdotes i met another woodstock 99 alumni i have met corn josh and i met dj lethal and I went and I met Guster. Woo! <laughs> Dude, yeah. Uh, they So they played a show and did a signing at a record store out here. And you had to, in order to get a pass to the signing, you had to buy their new album. So I had to buy this fucking $15 brand new Guster album. Um, and then I got the pass. And it was funny because when I bought it, the girl was like, Oh, and do you want the pass for the signing? Like, <laughs> like as if like I would just pass on that. Like I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm good. You just came here for the album, right? It, 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 yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> dude. So, yeah, exactly. No, no, just the Guster album is fine. Fine for me. I don't. I don't want to. You know, you never meet your heroes, right? <laughs> but uh, so the <laughs> so the day of my thing is like I have this. Uh, super nasty Woodstock 99 shirt. It's like a, a poop brown, kind of like, like greenish brown, uh, button-up baseball-style shirt. It's hideous. It, it's it's really bad, dude. Like, it's not even bad because it's like, oh, it's like a bad part of 90s fashion. It's just like a what-the-fuck piece of merch is this? Um, but I had that's what I had corn sign. So I was like, oh, I'm going to have Guster sign it, too. And I so I, I go there and, and by the way, I'm wearing at, on that day, I was wearing a tie dye shirt that has like a picture of Charles Manson's face uh, on the front. <laughs> and yeah, and like and I'm going to go see Guster and I got my fucking Woodstock 99 shirt and the album in hand with my pass. And uh, I started getting kind of nervous, you know, because I was going to like give him like a, a podcast 99 flyer, you know. And uh, and and tell them about it. Obviously, even though we fucking did not like Guster <laughs> when we talked about them and uh, said some you know not so nice things about them and their set. We trashed them. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we completely trashed, trashed them. We roasted them. Uh, it, but it was you know it was trashable. So, anyways, I have a couple drinks, and now I'm like I'm gonna talk the fucking shit out of Guster, like for sure. But I had to fucking wait through the whole show. And you can see, like, I took videos throughout this entire time. Uh, it's on our Instagram, at Podcast99. You can watch the Guster story and see that. I also have the corn one up there. And then uh, there's another one, which we're going to get to in a second. But um, so I, I'm at this 
concert now kind of drunk and it's at a record store and like there's no bathroom really and there's a lot of people though i was surprised how many people turned up for guster and i'll also tell you this i listened to that album the newest one and it was definitely better than what we saw at woodstock 99 they're like a full band now it sounded very much like kind of like the shins but then there were some songs that had like you know five minute long super psychedelic like synth driven like jams that i'm going to say were pretty good you know what i mean those yeah. portions were, were good no for sure no i was like i'm am i digging this guster right now and i mean i, I haven't listened to it so <laughs> that's but just they didn't play well, any... i told you the other day i was at work and uh pandora or something was on and I didn't know what the hell was playing, and one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, this is Guster. I haven't heard this in a long time." And I was like, "Wait, this is Guster?" Yeah, they, I don't know. They only dropped the ball at '99 because they did two guys with acoustic guitars and a bongo guy, all three of which were there. They're all still in the band, and they had an extra guy now because they do like an electric, like full sound. They still did some acoustic stuff, but uh, they didn't play like you know airport song. Who's your daddy now? They they weren't doing that. I was waiting. Well, Ryan, for why don't you go ahead and 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 tell them what you got here? Oh, the well, okay, so here's the thing. They play the concert, you line up, whatever, and there's, like, lots of Guster fans, and some of the people have the album on vinyl. Some of the people are wearing Guster shirts to the fucking signing, and I'm getting up there, I'm getting up there, I'm start getting, like, okay, like, this is it. And when I get up there, I actually recorded this interaction. When I meet them, they knew about Podcast 99. So this is this is actually the audio of me meeting Guster <laughs> and, and them fucking calling me out. Kind of, they were nice guys though. I have nothing bad to say about them anymore. Uh, super nice guys, but this is what happened. Wow, that sounds That's really good. Yeah, I like that. Hey man, killer. I was wondering, would you sign my Woodstock '99 shirt? Yeah, actually, I host a podcast all about Woodstock '99. We just, we just did your, uh, oh, wait, your episode. Oh wait, I read about that on Twitter. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can take one of those. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. People were bagging on us. It was really funny. I have nothing. I'm gonna on the next episode. I'm gonna sing you guys' praises so hard. That shit was so good. This album is so fucking sick. There's a crazy jam. I was not expecting towards the end there. Last two weeks, right? You that one came out, I think, last so, month. Yeah, but yeah, you, I, I don't know if you guys know this. If you watch your you set on YouTube, yeah, every every yeah, single I set. Swear I there's naked women at the end of your guys' video. It, like right when you guys stop, it changes to the yeah, food area, and there's three naked chicks on a corn dog stand, and guys are shooting them with your, super soakers. What's your it's a podcast 99. Yeah, that's, that's what I swear to God. Yeah, I really like oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm sorry. I, I, think I, I think I liked your tweets, bro. I'll do it. I'll go back in. Thank that's you. You guys are fucking killer, it. man. That, that's that's yeah, awesome. Nice. Yeah, the, the other signatures on here are from Corn. <laughs> wow. so I, I, have I want to send a Corn Thunder God, right? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, you guys are out there. Yeah, fucking, we're going through all of them, man, but this is cool. I, I'm, I'm very fucking excited. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you're not responsible for the problems James that Brown. happened. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Al Green, James Brown. I watched Green. James Brown from the side of the stage. Did you? Wow. What a moment. What was that man. like? It was crazy. I didn't know. I was so young. He didn't come out on stage for like they 20 did. minutes. Yeah, no, <laughs> Two drummers, man. It was, it was awesome. Fuck just, yeah, man. I hey, wish thank I had you guys. Recollection of the thank you guys thing. so much. Yeah, well, don't we all, right? Yeah. <laughs> See ya. It was Woodstock. Thanks. Well played. <laughs> so they wow. they knew, and uh, I love 
how it's amazing. At the, at the end, you can barely hear it because I was all nervous, you know, and talking. And I, of course, had the, had the phone like closer to me. That's why I'm so fucking sound so loud. You were you were a little kiss assy, but it was perfect. It yeah, was well, so perfect. Well, because like we well we, played. We, <laughs> thank you. you. I, I got in there, yeah. dude. I fucking you, yeah. That's real shit. Like you want to talk journalism? Bam! I fucking did that. And, uh, yeah, I went into the belly of the beast. Like, what if they just kicked the shit out of me? What if they're like, oh, this motherfucker? And, like, they flipped their table and beat me up. But, uh, yeah, one of the, yeah, dude, no, it was tight. But I love how at the end the drummer said, I wish I had your recollection of it all. Because, <laughs> like, like, yeah, most people that fucking played that shit probably don't remember too much yeah. at all, you know? It's cool, though. It's, no, yeah, it was cool. So, yeah, I, uh, I apologize to Guster for the negative things I said. You guys are very cool. Cool guys, Guster. All right. I still stand by what I said, but yeah, yeah. you guys are cool. Yeah, I, I only speak for myself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. So after that little story, we have another one. Josh and I, like I said, you, you want to talk journalism? We walked into a different uh, belly of a different beast entirely. We went and saw Woodstock alumni Shaggy Too Dope of the Insane Clown Posse yes. perform. Yes. And I've seen ICP a couple times. I got to tell you, when you go to – like that was, anyone, my, that was my first experience with Juggalos. With the Juggalos? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like when you go to an ICP show, anyone could go to that and like have a good time because it's fucking insane and everyone's like pretty nice, you know, because everyone's just stoked to be there. And there's like old heads that go and people that are curious and just people that like just want to see the spectacle of it all. If you go to any other act that's on Psychopathic Records show, that's where the true Juggalos are, like the real fans through and through, and it's a whole other fucking ball game. Yeah. Like it felt like a fight. It was at the Whiskey. Uh, the whiskey weird. go go on the Sunset Strip, yeah, and it felt like, uh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Luna Thirteen for the ticks, by the way. They uh, <laughs> they're, they're like a crazy costumed industrial act that opened. There's like that's another thing with uh, single acts from like a psychopathic records artist. They have like twenty openers. Yeah, there's, there's like they start the show at six and they don't go on until like ten thirty. Like and it's just like opener after opener. Uh, when we walked in, there was what like a death metal band where they had twin. Nah, that was it was bad. It wasn't even. I wouldn't even. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you gotta. You know, if I had to, well, they were trying to do death metal, but they also rapped over it, and the the singers were two twin brothers that were like these gigantic <laughs> dudes, and they yeah. both had like blood on their face and like contacts in, like they were like dead, and they were wearing matching clothes, and those were the singers, the rappers, and then there was a guy that was just in like a full trench coat length leather vest with like spikes and shit all over it. and he had a crazy weird green mohawk and he was wearing a gas mask that like lit up crazy colors and he was just like putting his hands in people's faces and like being trippy wait, and weird wait real quick though can we can we back up a little bit on this on this day and time oh yeah <laughs> okay uh, can, yeah. I, can yeah, i share my yeah. story real quick yeah yeah we, yeah, we, we, yeah, have, plenty, right. we have plenty of time on this episode we're not gonna really it, be talking it, about it, much it's so. true all right yeah i forgot oh my god so me and ryan and brother lichten what's your brother's name uh my brother connor connor we went to uh the store to buy some fagos before the show you know to get ready and uh we went inside. <laughs> to get ready. We went inside. Yeah, we went inside. We got the figos. We were coming out, and I, uh, I, I ended up bumming a cigarette to a man in a BMW with a suit on, <laughs> uh, huffing uh, nitrous out of a barista. Uh, what do they call the 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 whip creamers? Yeah. Like, like the 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 fucking the whips, the whippers. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and whippets. I, I started laughing, and uh, he he kind of was like, 
why are you laughing at me, dude? And I was like, well, look at you. You're huffing air duster. Well, the, the, yeah, he, yeah, well, yeah. Why are you laughing at me? You're like, because you're doing fucking nos. And then, and then he's like, he's like, it's just nitrous. It's legal. Didn't he say it's legal? Yeah, his lips are all blue. <laughs> we have photos of him, so oh we'll share God. these with you, and uh, oh, we'll, we'll give you, we'll we, give you the full experience. Actually, of if this, you, uh, okay, so now was he going to the show? Was no, he going no, to the no, show? No, dude, this, this is just this is like this is just by my house, yeah. on the complete other side of town. Like this is completely unrelated. We were just going to the store to get a fago. And because uh, you know, you gotta, yeah, like Josh said, we're getting ready. You know, yeah. this is the side effects of like once you start to go to a Shaggy show, you just start weirder <laughs> shit. Just starts. Yeah, happening. yeah, it's like the, it's some yeah. chaos magic. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, absolutely. Well, no, totally. here's the thing, and I want to say this before we get in, before we start talking about the the show a little more. It was um, it is very odd because you know, as a, 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 a juggalo in the normal human world that we live in. Um, must feel pretty weird. And I will say that me being, I guess, somewhat normal to a juggalo, going to their show, I, I realize what it must feel like to be a juggalo in the real world. Being <laughs> if a you're normal, not a juggalo, going to a juggalo a, show makes you feel like a juggalo to the outside world. You say, you're saying uh, it got twisted, huh? Yeah, I kind of, the tables were turned. <laughs> I, I was suddenly out, I felt kind of, you know, like, oh shit, like, you're like I'm not wearing face paint. I'm not covered. I, in I had a, you know, I had, a, I had a band. I had a psychopathic record. I had a band on. on. You know, I, I was rocking some. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, we both were were rocking. I mean, he had my banger on the bandana. Yeah. And then I had a, I had oh, a psychopathic yeah. record. So we were oh. showing colors. And I will say this too: there was one juggalette, one, <laughs> one. And you know, normally I don't like. I'm not really into the white dreads thing. But she, uh, she had the white dreads and she had them tied up real nice, and uh, she had just like, some like a little like some like a well put together juggalette. Yeah, she had some mild face paint on, and uh, you so you could still see her face. It wasn't like fully covered or anything like that. But I, I kind of uh, had a crush on a juggalette that night, and it, it was quite nice. The rest of them though missed me with that shit because. Oh, dude, no. But also we saw like some touching shit too. Well, okay, <laughs> real quick, back to the guy huffing. Uh, the, oh, the, the, the end part of that story which is hilarious was i see like i'm in my car watching josh walk up because like i kind of missed that whole thing and i see him and the guy gets out of the car with the fucking whipped cream thing in hand this big like uh, like fire extinguisher size thing that he's doing whippets from and he he's just he, out he, he runs it. over to josh in the middle of the parking lot with it in his suit and he's asking for a lighter <laughs> <laughs> and then oh it was God. at that moment that Josh looks up at me and I already had my phone out, like getting the picture. And it was like, that was like a, I think a, I was looking at like you a like, universe get thing. it out. Let's get this. Yeah, get this, dude. Yeah. So, okay. Christ. So at the show, right, we showed up way too early because we had to watch like three or four opening acts. And I can't even imagine the ones that we missed. Uh, yeah. The, it, Ouija mean, Mac was kind of sick though. Ouija Mac was, was pretty sick and. But we'll get to that. Do you remember the touching moment when there was that uh, little person who obviously had some other medical issues and everyone, like, made way for her? to like? Oh, get yeah. Up? Yeah. Beautiful shit. But then on the flip side, do you remember the guy that was wearing the fucking SS bolt hat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was, like, the, then there was, like, the, like, Native American-looking guy who was, like, Oh, Who's that... going chicken hunting? Who's going? And then he was like smacking chicks on the ass and shit. Dude, this like... guy, I okay, it really again. When you, every time I've been to an ICP show, completely positive experience in the weirdest, most unexpected way. You mean like when they're together, like right? No, at yeah. an ICP show, yeah, not, not yeah, not anyone separate. Because I've right. been to one other separate one. It was um, 
It was Blaze Your Dead Homie and Moondocks. <laughs> and that was all ages, and that was really shady. But this was a whole other level of shady, dude. And, like, yeah, I, it, it really was, felt, it like a, it felt like a fight was about to break out at any point in time because everyone was so drunk. And the thing is, yeah, like, when no one's playing and a band's just getting set up or whatever, they just scream lyrics from ICP songs, and then everyone, like, responds. It's, like, a thing. But then people take it too far. And, like, it... Yeah, and like even it pisses off the other juggalos, and you just feel like at any point in time something's gonna happen. Like some girl was like, like the guy just kept screaming "fuck this, fuck that," like trying to get everyone stoked, and no one was anymore. Huge dude, like Josh was saying, long ass fucking hair, like sweating alcohol out of his face. Yeah, it was crazy, <laughs> yeah, like dude. soaking wet with sweat. Oh, God. And uh, some girl was just like, "Shut up!" Like from off to the side, and he's like. Whose fucking bitch is that? Yeah. Whose fucking bitch? Who brought that bitch here? Yeah. Like, sh- like, your, just like, because yeah. I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> like, it was really fucking rough. Yikes. But we know we were just keeping to ourselves. Like, we checked out yeah, the merch and stuff. Like, whatever. We're having drinks. The bartender at the fucking whiskey. Yeah, went, which, that was, dude, dude. He was, like, the most <laughs> delicate Midwestern, like, gay theater guy trying to like make it in the big city i've ever seen he was wearing like a, a members only style like windbreaker with like a cabbie hat like and like a polo shirt like underneath like totally like like what you would describe as metrosexual in like 2005 yeah like yeah, that was he's like, yeah. he's like i'm working at a nightclub on the sunset strip tonight i gotta wear my best clothes and like that's what he pulled out and he was completely overwhelmed by these juggalos that were like you got pbr fuck you fucking out of pbr Fuck this place! Who's yeah, going chicken? He was he was kind of he was kind of getting it from all sides. But you, you remember <laughs> when we would, when we would come up and talk to him? Like I think we kind of were like, you know, like he we, saw kind seemed a little yeah, kinfolk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I, like, I oh, know. thank God. Yeah. Well, maybe you maybe you weren't screaming ICP <laughs> lyrics at him, and that was enough for him. Dude, they, they were also moment. bang on the bar, and like, dude, you know what it was like? We we basically like infiltrated a gang. Like we we kind of <laughs> no, like we did like some gang. like Antifa they're infiltration. Not a yeah, no, they're, I know. They're I'm just, not a gang. I'm just joking. They're not a gang. We've covered this, but after that kind of sh- like, I can sure as fuck see why like a cop would be like, yeah, there's some there's some knuckleheads here, like for sure, you know. Like, we better hang around. Oh, yeah. Like, it was so rough. Yeah. And, like... I mean, I I worked the Twisted show, and, again, most of the people were cool, but I saw some Sketchier, very dude, shady but stuff. But you would say it was, a sh- the it was a shadier show. crowd than an ICP show. It's th- it felt shady, but the only th- when I went to ICP, I was so wrapped into it. I mean, I don't I didn't really get, like, a good survey of what was going on. I mean, apparently, the show that I went to... Uh, last year someone overdosed in their car that's very nice in the parking lot so i heard that like after the fact it was like a it was like a juggalo's baby that got a hold of like the wrong bag in the car when they (laughs) locked it in there (laughs) thought it was coke but it was actually meth (laughs) and that's fucked up yeah well you know yeah no no again still nothing really bad to say about juggalos as a whole i'm just we're just talking about the people that were at this show so we're watching well sir i mean people are gonna fulfill that Stereotype. Completely. Otherwise, it wouldn't exist. That, yeah. It, right. Yeah. So that's what that's what was crazy about the the, the Q juggalad. It's like what where, what happened? Like how did what? <laughs> how did you get right? Who, who did this to you? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Well, okay. So we talked about the the twin brother metal rap group. Uh, then there was those. Oh, there was the guy. There was a rapper that came out that was like us, like a really fast rapper. I guess that was like kind of his thing. And oh, you talking about the guy in the the guy Fox mask? Chopper? Well, yeah, yeah, because then a guy came out and like his hype man was wearing camouflage pants with oh, like a sleeveless no, shirt. I, no, I and, like, remember a Jason mask, right? 
No, he's Jason Guy Fawkes. Like the V for Vendetta, like the anonymous oh, yeah. mask. Oh, my God, yeah. a V for Vendetta mask. Dude, God Dude, you know what's funny? It. Hey, real quick, I looked. I, went, I tried to look them up afterwards, and I did. <laughs> and there was a, uh, I forget. What were they called? Ah, fuck, man. Was I, it like light? Was it light? It was like two guys' names, but I forget. But I, I did find a picture of um, the one guy, like, uh, selfied with the guy with the Guy Fox mask from behind glass in jail. Like, like he like. <laughs> so yeah. Like, oh my god! So they're, they're real. They're, I remember he had this one. They had the, the the first song that they played. I, I remember I was listening to the lyrics, and uh, he says, uh, he said something like, uh, "I used to." <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> he says, "He says uh, I used to flip trees, but now I flip beats." Yeah. And it's like, oh, g- dude, wow. Rabbi, like, wow, you sold, you sold, you sold weed. weed. Yeah, yeah, I sold fucking weed, dude. But yeah. uh, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, so the, then that, and then Ouija Mac. And now Ouija Mac, for those who don't, uh, who aren't into all this fucked up niche culture shit that we are, uh, he's like the new kid on the block on Psychopathic Records. He's the guy that they're pushing. He's he's young. I think he, he kind of looks like he might be albino a little bit. He's got an interesting nah, he's, color he's, face structure. I think he's like a white. He's white. You think he's white? He's yeah. a white dude. Well, whatever. I mean, everyone else on that label pretty much is. Yeah. But, uh. And he's got these weird, like, poopy, like, tiny dreads that look like fucking dried up dog poops on on his head. And, uh, but yeah, and his his stuff, like, his whole thing is, like, kind of, like, voodoo, kind of fucking, like, it's all ghost voodoo. It's always, they're always shit. talking about voodoo. Ouija. Ouija. Yeah, they have, like, different, like, categories. You know what I mean? It's like ICP has a dark carnival shit. Then you have, like, Boondocks, the scarecrow, who's, like, the hillbilly, like, farm guy. Yeah. And then Blaze, your dead homie, who's, like, your homie back from the dead. You know, they all got. God, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's what I mean. See, but I always read it like. Thank you for breaking that down for me. <laughs> yeah, he's, basically, he's, he's basically the guy from like How High. That like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But you, this is what happens when you smoke blaze, your boy. Blaze your dead homie. Yeah, when you blaze your dead homie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, see? But they, hey, that's his thing. And I, I started uh, looking at his Instagram because everyone was pretty stoked, even though there was some guys that were like, chanting anti Ouija Mac things like wee wee whack oh wee, yeah, wee, yeah, whack, yeah and trying to get every Whoa. and then there was some guys that were just doing a fuck twisted chant and those they were the they weren't heads. even there yeah that was like the old but also those were the really drunk guys that I was like dude if if I accidentally bump into one of these guys that's it like yeah they're gonna fucking start shit I, sne- I stepped on a couple sneakers that night oh <laughs> my bad dude walking through a minefield yeah uh but fucking so everyone's getting pretty stoked though and he, he's got everyone jumping going for it but I'm looking at his Instagram and like he had a picture of him and his girlfriend like after they like boned in a airplane, and then he's got one where he's like fuck Donald Trump, and and what he's done to the trans community. Ouija Mac loves the trans community, and then the camera turns around and there's two like trans porn stars with like big boobs and everything, and they have like their boobs out but with pasties on. They're like, and the trans community loves Ouija Mac, and they pull their shirts down. And it's like they're wearing Ouija Mac shirts. I'm like, did he have a threesome with these two trans porn stars? Like, Ouija Mac is fucking <laughs> living it up, dude. Like, he's fucking in airplanes. He's playing fucking at the whiskey. He's banging trans porn stars. Like, it's, like, that's chill. He did the, He did a cool, he did this one chant, I remember. He said, uh, he asked the crowd, he goes, uh, <laughs> how many people out there, like, get choked? And, you know, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. And, like, people, like, cheered. And then he was like, and how many people out there are, like, doing the choking? And every, a lot of people <laughs> cheered. <laughs> Got, yeah, they're chickens, yeah. fucking losers. Uh, but so then, fucking, 
we like everyone goes down because Shaggy's about to start. And at the whiskey, like if you've never been there, there's it's two floors and there's like a balcony kind of thing. And this table opens up like right on the edge, like perfect view. We could sit down. But the people that had occupied that space had managed to drink 34 drinks. Yeah. Like that's how many cups there were left oh, on the God. table. Did dude. you do a count? Uh, dude, yeah, I was looking at the at the photo because like there's the cups are stacked. Like there's four stacks that are each like maybe eight cups deep, oh. and then there's like little ones that are crushed, and then there's a trash yeah. can near it. So who knows how near many that one dude there. walked by and he's like, "Damn, someone did some damage here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're sitting there. He thought it was like, yeah, someone did some damage here. Yeah, and then the fucking uh, we were just like, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. yeah, yeah, no, no, we're not that drunk. Please don't rob us. Uh, and so yeah, Shaggy Two Dope comes out. And everyone's going crazy. They're not doing Fago or anything like that. He plays some old school songs. And spotted in the very front row was a girl wearing a shirt from the last gathering of the Juggalos, which was Whoopstock, the Woodstock. Yeah, yeah, England. we got a so, picture of that, too. Yeah, yeah. So you can check that out. That's on our Instagram story, too, under, like, the Shaggy Too Dope highlight deal there. You can follow us. And, uh, yes, there is the picture of the guy doing whippets in the parking lot of the smoke shop. Yeah. <laughs> so check that out. Um, anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, our very own Gray Holger started his own uh, podcast. It, uh, they review a different Mersbau album every every episode. Every week. Every week. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. And there's like hundreds of those albums. He is the uh, Japanese noise god for those who, who are unfamiliar. So check yeah. that out. Merzcast. Mike Connolly as well. Shout out. Yes. Yes. We love the Connollys here at Podcast 99. All right. So now let's get into the boring stuff. The acts today. Usually I wouldn't say that. But again, it, there's it's so like that. Un, it's it, like that today. It's so unremarkable that that's why we wanted to spend time talking about Ouija Mac uh, instead of this first band, Los Lobos is who we have. Los that's Lobos. on the West Stage now. This is about 6:20, so it's starting to cool off a little bit. Still sunny. I mean, it's summer. You know what I mean? But it's definitely starting to cool off a little bit. Chill music. You know what I mean? Uh, right before them, it was it was Ice Cube. So like, <laughs> I don't know what the energy was like, but I feel like they're really trying to do it in waves, you know, get everyone amped, bring it back down, get everyone amped. And they totally end up blowing that on the East stage uh, th- on this day. But so Los Lobos uh, Parks. Los Lobos. Well, one thing we, I mean, you're just talking about the stages that we noticed is that, so our other act, Alanis Morissette, is happening on the East stage. And you can tell that, everyone is at the Alanis Morissette show because this, the Los Lobos there is like, it's like really scattered out the crowd. Like there's not a whole lot of people. Um, but this band is not like, you know, they, they weren't, they aren't, I mean, they're one of those bands that have been around for a really, really long time. I was actually looking at it. They started in 1973. So like Whoa. they almost formed God. when the original Woodstock happened. Um, but you know, not, I would say by 99, like, I mean, and they're still a band, but by 99, they definitely did not have like, you know, not, not even like the Counting Crows or Dave Matthews thing of, even though they're making this kind of like roots, like blues kind of music. Um, So I feel like the goal of booking Los Lobos was very much trying to have a 69, like jam band yeah, vibe. Right. Um, yeah. But, but really, honestly, I mean, they're a pretty, they're, they're very... They're really good at what they do, which is essentially taking sort of like classic rock blues and mixing it with like traditional Mexican music. And they're like pretty good at it. And I honestly like watching the set. I was like, yeah, I have no issues here. This is great. Like cookout, drink a beer type of music, you know, like they they um, started in East L.A. and um, just like, I guess, played. 
they just like wanted to play like kind of like classic rock and then they realized if they started playing like traditional mexican music that they could basically get hired at every single wedding in the neighborhood yeah and so they played like hundreds of weddings in the 70s and i mean to me that sounds like a pretty good time um, <laughs> dude weddings yeah. in the 70s east la sounds dude, like a East the, LA seventies wedding. The aesthetic of all yeah, of it. cover bands for four <laughs> hours, like blood sounds, and blood out wedding. Like, <laughs> sounds like a really chill time, dude. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I noticed. So one thing I found was that in nineteen eighty, they did a. Sh so they were like friends with like kind of like LA punk people, like, and basically there was this public image limited show where the opener dropped off and they were friends with the promoter and the promoter got them to last minute do a set of all acoustic Mexican songs, uh, and for public image, wow. limited, um, which, uh, basically went exactly as you thought it would. The crowd threw wet toilet paper and pennies and nickels at them. <laughs> uh, they, they claimed that f they said for months after, uh, Dave Hidalgo, the guitarist, he there was still pennies in his guitar months later. Um, legend, legend basically, has it. legend has it. There's yeah, still a yeah, penny has it. around in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they ha they had a huge break uh, in 1987. They had a number one hit. It was a cover of the Richie Valens song um, La Bamba, which there was a movie La Bamba starring Lou Diamond Phillips that was also a huge success. Um, so kind of getting this like very much like a crossover. Like, I feel like this is one of those bands that is like truly def a, a, a multi genre type of band where they're just kind of playing all different styles of music. Um, and I don't know, in the nineties, they won like three Grammys. Um, 2015, they were inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame. God. So I mean, they're again, big. Yeah. I mean, no, honestly, huge. I mean, they're big. They're like a great, like working band and like their music's like pretty it's really pretty enjoyable, like kind of chill music. Um, but in terms of what we're trying to accomplish here at Podcast <laughs> 99, uh, there's not a whole lot I, I, I have to say just because they're just kind of like pro musicians, like doing their thing. It's kind of like the Bruce Hornsby thing where like it's like, oh, that's interesting. Like here was an attempt to like have this festival not be a total shit show, I guess. Right. And um, I don't know. They do. They do like a bunch of, you know, Woodstock era covers. They cover Traffic, Fleetwood Mac. They cover The Grateful Dead. They cover Jimi Hendrix. Again, another, you know, Hendrix is like reference. the 69 guy to reference. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then there's there are a couple moments, I would say, in the set where I think it's when they're covering the dead and they're doing like some super jam band solos where you can tell the camera's like finally getting that shot they wanted, the like kind of reminiscent shot, because then they're doing the dead cover. And then you have like some people in like big, you know, frilly skirts, like oh, spinning yeah. around in circles in the mud, kind of your quintessential like hippie dance. The guy's shots. like, this is it. So you get, this is the moment. <laughs> yeah, this is finally, this God, is what we've damn been waiting that for. Woodstock. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, again, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's solid, but nothing. Really, to report the thing that I found kind of most interesting, um, and which ties us back to '99, is so all these bands they have these little interviews in this lounge, and the Los Lobos interview, uh, there is this like minute which I want to play this full <laughs> minute of just like completely cringeworthy, like tone deaf, 
like this interviews like this white dude just like so you guys are like hispanic yeah. and like asking <laughs> these, speak just sh- like the string of just like <laughs> terrible questions which we should listen to right now all right here we go this is the los lobos mtv interview Come, uh, See, now you're Camilo's cursing at me again, man. The road is green. Would you say that you are living La Vida Loca then? Hey. Oh, that's it. That's it. No, I want to get oh. to that, though. I want, I want to get your opinion on this Come whole on. craze thing. that Because that, people are crazy, man. Is that what that means? <laughs> we've, been, we've been crazy for 25 years. All right, here's a more down-to-earth question, okay? Who would win in a fight, Jose Cuervo or Juan Valdez? That's a tough one. I know who I would pick, but you know that all goes with personal taste. Okay, that's it. We give up. Who would win? I would say Jose Cuervo, but like I said, that's personal taste. No, not at all. It just comes to my. We're Latins. A connoisseur. Yeah, there's a difference, isn't there? See, my my ex-wife was from Colombia, and and I always thought, well, she's an ex, first of all, because sex wasn't her top priority. But it always made me wonder when I was married to her why that phrase Latin lover actually came around. Any insight? I don't know. I... None at all. Whoa. Woo. Easy, buddy. Yeah, Easy, that... dude. Dude. Oh, okay. my God. Living dude. Love... <laughs> it's just, it's, I it's so got... awful. Oh, my God. It, and I mean, the interview gets, like, a little better, but, I mean, that just, it's just, like, cringe. And we, I wanted to hit, do the whole thing instead of just the clips because you can just kind of, you just feel so awkward, like, every time he just starts these questions. And I mean, like, Dude, live in La Vida Loca. Said, Jose Cuervo. He said, here's a here's a like, down to earth question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what is he talking about? And then and then he has to throw in this classic like my ex wife thing. And I mean, and okay, like again, having sex I'm not with married. Me. Like, what the yeah, fuck is like, wrong? I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like the, that was like that owner maybe, of Star Bar that one time. Yeah, there, I I mean. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, the owners. Well, I mean, he was trying to guilt us into uh, like not playing a show because his wife had cancer. I can't remember what that deal was, but um, yeah. that was a, that was a weird thing. But there's <laughs> definitely a thing. And and again, like I don't know if I don't know if because I am not divorced and maybe my perspective will change. But I definitely you, <laughs> once you, you get divorced. <laughs> There's definitely like a trope of that, like my ex, like ask my ex. I love how, yeah, totally. Like, what it's like to never, live in a dump, or like I love how I never, I've never heard Parks talk about getting married, but he's like already talking about like when divorced. I get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut out the middleman. I'm just, I'm just saying, like I can get, I get that that's probably well, in the a '90s there was a deal, but it's like I almost, but it seems like such a trope in the '90s, well, like because there was the a way major he says my major upsee, upsurge in fucking divorces and single parents in the '90s. So yeah. it just became I, like it's I, just like the way he says it sounds like a bit like I don't even I don't yeah. even know if I believe that the interviewer has an ex-wife. I don't believe like that. It's, it just seems like it seems like all these questions. He definitely thought about these questions and he's trying to like figure out how to tie in Latin. He's like, what's one more stereotype I can throw in Latin lover? Well, I can talk about my quote Taco unquote my fictional Taco. ex-wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just. And, and so that's your like super 90s like oh this is like totally okay thing to ask this band that's been around well, for 25 and years if you, you know like, that's a fucking blowhard yeah well also if you yeah. watch it like instead of just listening to it if you watch the interview like they are visibly pissed and like one of the guys he's like looks 
He keeps going, that's it. Yeah, oh, he's like, oh, that's yeah, it. Like, I think he's about it, to, like, walk out. Or, like, out. he looks at the camera guy. He's like, come on. And then you can see, like, all these joke questions just aren't landing, and none of them give a fuck. Like, these guys are going to be like, oh, tequila? You want to talk about that? Like, what are you thinking? And, yeah. Uh, what is, like, what yeah. the fuck are you thinking? And then, also, he keeps looking down at his questions like, uh, uh, okay, uh, beans? No, shit. Uh, tequila? Beans. There, that's fine. I'll ask that one. Like, he just, like, he's blowing it so it's... hard, dude. Yeah, it, it's the best it's, part of Los. Really it, 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 yeah, we've obviously have more well, to it's say the about most, that. It's the most podcast. Set. It's the most podcast. Again, I honestly enjoyed the set, but you know, it's not. It's not. So, we can't. It's not good enough or bad enough or freaky enough for us to pull something out of it. Right. But I, I do have respect for them as a band. Totally. And that interviewer did not. Yeah. And that re- that yeah, reporter no, did not, not at, at all. all. All right. So we'll jump over yeah. now to the East stage. Uh, you might have noticed that with all the acts that we've talked about, we've talked about dozens of acts now, there's not very many women playing. And oh, there, no there has only been one that has played as, as the build act. It was Cheryl Crow. There, there's none of these other bands, like they, they'll have female backup singers for sure, but no one's leading the band. No females are leading any of these bands. It's really crazy. Uh, so now we have Alanis Morissette, which is going to be the one woman to front a group on the second day. And then on the third day, we have a woman that fronts a group, and she's the only one of that day. So there's only three. We call them the queens of Woodstock 99. Yes. And, uh, yeah. you know, Alanis Morissette, uh, this is, again, there's not going to be a whole lot to uh, unpack here, but let's get a little, uh, let, let's meet Alanis. You guys want to meet Alanis? Yeah. Me too. <laughs> she's great. Well, you know, she's from Canada. She's, again, this is kind of like what we were talking about in the last episode about, you know, people like Ice Cube and stuff like that is uh, essentially a household name. Mega, mega, mega famous. Right. Even up in, up until now. I actually saw her like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and it was sick, right? It, it, was, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. You know, I feel the same way about it when I watch the Woodstock set. It is what it is for me, I guess. Right. But um, she's known for her mezzo soprano voice, which I think uh, like I think it translates to a uh, kind of annoying. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus, but well, man, you guys are ripping. Well, I I, I kind of enjoyed this. Um, I liked it. Yeah. Well, she, before she had two mildly successful albums in the early '90s, and then she. That didn't work out. They're like poppy kind of albums. Yeah, so they're she, like a little more dancey. It's yeah. not like the like like chick rock. That, yeah, that came yeah. Later. But then she moved to L.A. to do a Jagged Little Pill, which sold uh, 33 million globally. Jesus. God damn. Um, and that's the wow. album where she talks about, like where her most recognizable songs are off of. For sure, right? That, yeah, yeah, she talks yeah. about uh, uh, ironic going down on a, in a theater. Yeah, talk, Dave talking Coulier. about yeah, the the doofus from Full, Full House, House and yeah. Fuller House. Now, yeah, yeah, <laughs> she blew that guy in a theater. <laughs> but at this point, right up until this point at the festival, though, she was uh, I think she was supporting an album called uh, "Supposed Former Infatuation Junkie," which I think kind of had I think that was ironic on that. I don't I don't fucking know. That's a mouthful, dude. No, 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 ironic is no, ironic was it on. Is. Yeah, yeah, and, whatever. And so yeah. is you ought to you know. You ought to know. Yeah. Hand in my pocket. I mean, I love all these songs. Yeah, these are great. But she, she's also had like a pretty. You know, she's done some acting and things like that. She plays a uh, God in Dogma. 
Oh and yeah. Jan and Bob Strike Back. Uh, she's a uh, she was a uh, Andy's girlfriend in Weeds for like eight episodes. Nice. Like kind of like later on in the, yeah. the series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's, cool. no, she's super cool. Uh, yeah, I yeah. have no problem with it at all. I and when I did see her, it was it was it was cool. And she played some harmonica. She she, you know what she does is funny to me. Is she uh, when she the, her stage thing like when, you know that moment right before you have your shit together and then you fall and bust your ass. Her stage moves are like that in between phase. Oh, the, like where you're about to like where you're, yeah. Like, she's like consistently falling but yeah. never actually connects. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. Oh, no. Totally. I see. Yeah. She's she's moving around. I got a lot. some. Yeah. She moves around definitely. A lot. I, I noticed yeah. that. Um. And also, she still does that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. She hasn't lost it. And uh, I, I, you know, I hang out at a lot of karaoke bars, and I can say right now, Alanis Morissette is one of the most requested artists at a karaoke bar. That is a, a drunk lady, like <laughs> like her favorite. You know what I mean? It's like dreams from Fleetwood Mac and any Alanis Morissette song. And then if there's a group of them, <laughs> TLC, no scrub. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I told you, and that's from years of uh, independent research, I'll call it, uh, staying <laughs> being in karaoke bars. Um, so, yeah, and, she, you know, she's the second female to, to front an act, and she's huge. She has a, a way bigger spot. This is 6.30 going into, you know, 6.30 to 7.45 is what the time is listed as. And she, when she walks out, one thing I thought was kind of interesting is she picks the mic up off the floor. Like, it wasn't on a stand. She, like, had it on the floor, and she, like, picks it up. And uh, That's the thing. It's all about chaos. It's, like, I feel like it's, <laughs> it's all in disarray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, like, I just got to get this out. Uh, there, her bassist looks like Aaron Carter, uh, I have written here. Um, Aaron <laughs> Carter then or now? <laughs> oh, like, oh, man, that's a good one. Uh, more than, more <laughs> than, but taller. Yeah, more. Th- I'm looking at it. It's more than he's got like face tats now. Yeah, he's doing like a e- trap rap now. Yeah. <laughs> or just, or just yeah, we actually, we just want to hear how I crazy. beat Shaq. Yeah. Stop fucking us up with this trap shit. Um, she's wearing kind of like a yoga slash martial arts style dress, but she has pants underneath it. It's very like. I think she looks cool. I know she looks cool for sure. Yeah. Definitely, she definitely have her cool. best dress. And Hair got, is tight. Yeah, Puma's on. She's got a. She, really long braided ponytail that she's consistently swinging around like head banging like fucking crazy she spins around in circles a whole ton which can't be the best idea that's like one of those things you do on stage and you're like yeah that was sick but i really wish i didn't just do that uh that's what i would feel there but yeah no her outfit is fucking tight uh for sure and on th- she has some stage potatoes but it's a different breed of stage potatoes it's not like you know puffy and like members of corn and stuff are up there it's like chicks to the front like kind of crowd. It, it, it's it's a different style of stage potatoes, but also we haven't really been seeing that too much uh, on, on this day, especially on that stage yet. We're about to see Soon enough. tons and Soon tons enough. of them. Yeah. But uh, that's where it starts. Oh, shoulder titties spotted throughout the crowd, um, which, you know, for Alanis, like tits out for, well, hey, for Alanis. If, if uh, the basis looks for Alanis, <laughs> that's a t-shirt. If the basis looks like uh, Aaron Carter, then I, I'm just looking at the drummer and he looks like a uh, beans from even Stevens. <laughs> But with a beard, a beard and a ponytail. Oh my. Go back and check it out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, even Stevens. Wow, Bean. Um, oh, I, man, this is a bad joke. But uh, and Josh and I were talking about it. Like the line, you know, I got one hand in my pocket and the other one is flicking a cigarette. Uh, you know, I was just or get or giving a peace sign. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, oh, peace sign. 
Uh, Josh is saying it could be, you know, I got one hand in my pocket, the other's flipping a bird. Uh, I said one hand in my pocket, and the other one's grabbing a titty. Uh, those are our Woodstock 99 re- reinterpretations. Yikes. <laughs> so, yeah, flipping the bird is definitely a... Uh... Flipping the bird. Josh has the meanest bird out of the three of us. He flips a really mean bird. <laughs> yeah, don't let me don't let me get you with one. <laughs> Woodstock worthy never birds. It. Yeah. Uh, it's got 69 vibes for sure. It's like really positive energy. Some of the songs are really, really big. Like if you listen to the Jagged Little Pill album, the production is really tight. And the drums kind of sound small on a lot of songs or even like a lot like programmed to some extent. Um, and everything is kind of toned down a bit to, you know, highlight her vocals. This is like a full on blown out rock show with like loud synth, yeah. like loud heavy guitar. She brings out the guitar at one point and starts playing. She does, yeah, harmonica. Uh, it, it's it's killer. And I, I mean, honestly, there are some yeah. parts that are actually i describe them as heavy like for sure like yeah. i was like oh wow yeah. like, no there's like that some, time of day too i don't know it's like it a weird cool. grunge kind yeah, of thing yeah no totally you know? and uh, like, although i and like the some of the some of the synths and like the keys that like kind of like doing these weird like fake orchestral string moments like i don't know i just thought it was like pretty interesting especially when you you some of the bands we've seen just doing this like incredibly bland you know, like fucking everclear yeah like, no. really boring like rock thing like she's like if you look at her keyboard player's setup, I mean he's like surrounded by Oh, it's it's like yes, yeah, it's crazy. And utilizing him well. You no, know? yeah, and like I it's I would say it was album quality sound, but I think it's better than the album because it's a live, more organic sound that's like heavier. And like it's totally unexpected from Alanis Morissette. Like even like her hits are like they play them heavier live. Um mm-hmm. although, you know, with all this all that positive energy flying around, I <laughs> might have to dock her some points for having shaved armpits. Um, <laughs> uh, in the crowd, you can see a girl getting cra- uh, crowd surfed. Uh, she's holding a gigantic bottle of Sunny Delight, very Sick. '90s. That's Sick. Sunny D. Um, and then also people are throwing bottles like the whole set, but not at the stage. They're kind of like short handing them and just throwing them into the crowd randomly, like you would do at school during lunch. Like we would just huck like a bottle into. I don't know if you guys were as bad as me, but like we would like, oh, you got a fucking yogurt? Let's throw that shit in the middle of this crowd. You know, it's like, that's what people are doing, but it's not just bottles. Uh, Spin Magazine, which we're going to get into the, their coverage of the thing, you know, a lot in another episode. Uh, they reported that people were throwing batteries and rocks uh, a lot, and people were just getting beamed by those. Um, but this set overall is classic East stage performance. You know what I mean? It's it, it's yeah. big. It's, yeah. it's big enough to fill it. Like, the people yeah. are there. They you know the participation is there there's a bunch of people there. but i mean if you guys don't have anything else like i'm good on that because it's again it's yeah. just satisfying yeah. and that's I, it i mean I, and here's the thing here's the thing yeah, here's it's the thing. before I, anybody's like oh wait you guys are so quick to skip over atlantis fucking yeah. assholes we have an entire episode completely dedicated to jewel coming up really soon too yeah yeah we maybe yeah it's uh, okay of the three and it's a shame that there are literally three yes, like a shame like women that headline you know alanis is probably you know maybe the least uh entertaining of them but she did i thought she blew cheryl crow Crow out of the water dude i would way rather watch alanis than cheryl crow i don't know i kind of like cheryl crow i mean i (laughs) i I mean all the whole the thing that is very obvious is just that like all three of them are really good and you're just letting in all these other like terrible bands right well, you know, when we get to the take third all these one, other slots, it's, it's not that the set is freaking dude. Right, fest. Exactly. No, it's a freaking right, dude fest. Right. And like the energy is just so I mean, sour. Collective soul is going to play later. We have to, we're going to have to watch <laughs> them do an entire set, some, you know, some like, pretty nasty stuff uh, coming. But yeah, no, the, the man the, couldn't like couldn't like cranberries. Play they played 94, like, I believe. 
Yeah, so they already they already yeah. wore out their welcome. The good one. Yeah, the, the good one. Right. <laughs> oh, uh, also, I noticed that the, the, her guitarist has a massive pedal board, like, huge. And I was just wondering why. Um, but Yo, they're doing effects. They're doing, she's doing crazy it, it's effects. It's true. I will say it's just, it's not, it's just not, I mean, obviously, she, you think of her as the 90s, but I was just surprised by the songs I didn't know that weren't hit. So I was like, this doesn't, like, age, you know, this doesn't age no, terribly, not at all. you know, like. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's yeah, Alanis. So, Alanis, you know, it, it, that that's that's it for the East and, and and West stage for today, but we do have to do our traditional emerging artist roundup. Uh we're getting to the end of their set cuz the emerging artist tent ends a couple hours before the other stages. Uh that's to of course push everyone to go see the bigger acts and also they transform it into the setting for the nighttime rave. So that's why they end it there a little quicker, but uh we have up first in this little slot two skinny J's. Now this honestly might nice. be the Sounds the bad. worst band that I've heard that we've talked about this far. It is really bad stuff. Uh, they're from Brooklyn, New York. They're described as nerdcore, uh, formed at Columbia University, and they saw a little bit of success uh, in the mid '90s. You know, coming up, uh, especially like towards the late '90s. That's when they actually got signed, put out a video, all that. Uh, but they eventually disbanded. However, in 2010, the members reunited for a reunion tour toted as acoustically charged tell-all brawls. Um, and they kind, yeah, Whoa. they kind of sound like they, they're compared to like the Beastie Boys and stuff like that. But uh, it's not. It's like if the Beastie Boys had a baby with Len, um, like the like the Steal My Son. Like there's like some weird, or like if the Beastie Boys yeah. grew up on ska and then decided to make like a rap group. Yeah. It's it's really really uh, bad. That would have um, changed time. It, it would have been it's bad. Uh, and then we have Gigolo Aunts. They played with Counting Crows. If you remember, they bring them out for a song. Uh, they're also from New York, uh, post-damn New York. Uh, that's a uh, Sid Barrett song. What? Gigolo Aunts. Oh, really? That's The name is a, that's a, that's a Sid right, well, Barrett that, song. Well, that makes sense because they kind of have like a, a very light, 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 psychedelic-tinged coffee core sound. Um, but yeah, they were founded in 1981, a long fucking time before Woodstock 99 and still managed just Whoa. to be on the emerging artist stage. Uh, yeah, an early predecessor to Coffee Core. Uh, they toured with the Wallflowers, Counting Crows, uh, the ex-bassist of Velvet Underground produced one of their first albums. So that was kind of like the big hype. And it's, it's sounds kind of like Blind Melon. If, you, if you've heard the band Blind Melon, yeah. the, you know, No Rain or whatever. Uh, that's a 94 album. Yeah, yeah, they played 94. Yeah, so and and that's pretty much it. Again, no footage of any of that stuff. I would like to. I would sit through the two skinny J's set for sure, just because I'm sure it's like I would just cringe into myself and become like non-existent, uh, which sounds kind of nice sometimes. But that is going to do it for today. Now we never really tease what's coming up next because sometimes we record things out of order or we do an interview. But just so you guys know and have something to look forward to the next episode yeah. in the timeline is going to be what i'm considering the the most awaited episode we are going to be doing legends of woodstock 99 limp biscuit so that that's yes this is the grant this is why you might have even heard about woodstock 99. yes completely this so is the this was definitely my entry point into this i'm sure it was your guys right too. this is the meat and we're gonna have it on our patreon uh for you subscribers there your bottle water level subscribers you're going to be able to uh get uh like us doing commentary over the entire limp biscuit set the three of us along with gray holger of chronodic sound uh 
so that's good too. It's a nice supplement, but that's that's a big one. And that's like this was kind of like a nice little rest before we really fucking go in because it doesn't stop from there. Uh, that's that's oh, kind yeah. of the main jump off point. <laughs> uh, so that'll be next time on Podcast Ninety Nine. If you went to worked at or played Woodstock Ninety Nine, please contact us at Podcast Ninety Nine Official at Gmail dot com or on Instagram at Podcast Ninety Nine. For exclusive Podcast 99 content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash culture dump. I'm Ryan Lichten here with Josh Evans and Parks Miller. Thank you, Gray Holger, for all of your tech- technical assistance over there at Contradict Sound. And we will see you at Woodstock.